0: Welcome to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC Sports, brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com, the go-to provider for all your Tar
1: Heel gear. Welcome in to the Inside Carolina podcast, presented to you by JohnnyTShirt and JohnnyTShirt.com. I'm your host, Ross Martin, and joined, as always, by... Inside Carolina's recruiting guru, Don Callahan. Don, it's been a while. What's going on, man?
0: Uh, I am actually recording from my my hotel in Kernersville, where I'm essentially uh, situated for um, this week's tour of uh, practices that I'm going to. uh, But you, uh, I know I'm not supposed to ask, but uh, I am really curious about your your trip because, uh, one, you were gone so long. And two, because you actually left the country and and I don't know if you know this, but I have never been out of the country, mostly oh, because man. yeah I'm, I'm afraid that as soon as I get off the plane, i'm going to be kidnapped and sold on the sex trade market, and I, that's just not a good thing for me, so Starting tell me off. about your just tell me about your trip.
1: Well, first of all I'm glad you're enjoying your beautiful morning and in, in beautiful Kernnisville, North Carolina, definitely a, a destination stop. Uh, trip was good, man, fourteen days gone. Uh, didn't bring my laptop, didn't do any work. Shout out to, uh, to Ben and Greg, uh, for kind of covering for me work-wise. And, um, yeah, I went to Dublin, Ireland for a couple of days and then flew to Croatia, hopped around Croatia, um, on ferries and boats and stuff for five days. Then Slovenia for two nights and Budapest, Hungary for two nights. Uh, Croatia was definitely a highlight, pretty expensive, but man, it was exotic, tropical, uh beautiful water beautiful islands beautiful people uh it was was really fun we stayed at hostels and um and like airbnbs and stuff and uh just toured around and and did a couple things here and there and and chilled on beaches and rode scooters and yeah on the way back on a connecting flight i went from budapest to moscow russia and my layover was like 40 minutes like the plane was a little late getting there so i was like running through the moscow airport uh trying to find the gate everything is in russian obviously and they have a different alphabet So, like it's not even like close to english honestly. oh man and i got patted down at the gate entering the gate to get on my plane they pulled me out of line and patted me down because i guess i was just like a tall solo guy traveling in his, in his 20s and 30s i also got patted down at budapest too uh, so i got patted down twice i feel the like most action, the most acts i've gotten in a while
0: I feel like Moscow is the one place I do, do not want to be singled out at all. Actually, I now, don't know if I want to be there, to be honest. But
1: Yeah, I mean, I was just nervous about missing that flight because at a 10-hour flight to New York, um, and if I missed it, like, I would have to spend, I think, 24 hours in the airport. Uh, and, like, it was, I, just, I don't want to be in Russia <clears throat> longer than you have to, you know? So yeah. glad I made it. Got back to work. Camp start, I got back Thursday night at midnight. Camp started Friday morning. Uh, I've been kind of going nonstop. Hopefully, you all have been reading a lot of the stuff we've been putting up on the site. Uh, camp I was, you know, went to interviews uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then yesterday, Tuesday, we had uh, Mac Brown for the second time. First day in pads. And, um, and then th- Wednesday, we're recording Wednesday morning, they have off. Uh, so, today's the first off day for a football team. But we're here to talk uh, Recruiting.
0: That's right. We are. We are. And a lot has happened since you've been gone.
1: Correct. So we're going to – let me lay out what we're going to talk about first. Um, Pull up the Google document here. We're going to start with – is it Kedrick? Bigley Jones committed to UNC on Saturday. A big commit, four-star guy. One of the top uh, commits now ranking-wise for UNC. Um, We're going to follow that with a discussion – on kind of the barbecue, uh, the UN, is that what it's called? The UNC barbecue, or is that how yes. it's branded? Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. Yes, I guess it's—it it wasn't like truly, truly branded, but but all the um, material sent out to recruits for invitations labeled as a barbecue.
1: Yeah, and then from that, some updates on, on various recruits, inclu- including Jacorius Conley, uh, a four-star defensive back. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, I'm kind of still brushing up on all the intel, um, and then we had a uh, UNC had a decommitment from Sean Martin. We'll touch on that, and then additionally, a lot of stuff: Elijah Green commitment and Dez Evans news that uh, you shared. I think, believe on the site this morning. Is that correct?
0: Yes, this morning. Post it. A lot and of a ver- very. If you're a UNC fan, you'll love it. If you're a Virginia Tech fan, you're probably looking for my address.
1: <laughs> and we have a top another top five. And we're going to leave with that in terms of, of previewing it you want to talk about the new top 5 we want from you the listeners
0: yes so as we've been doing um up until i guess the last podcast send us in your top 5 your top 5 favorite podcasts. and i think we should exclude inside carolina just because then we're going every submission we're going to get is going to be inside carolina number 1 and yeah. so we want to we want to get a lot of variety and this top 5 might be kind of um more self-serving than anything else because I, I am definitely interested to hear what uh, podcast people are into because um, I spend a lot of time on the road. I have basically given up radio completely and have uh, relied solely on podcasts. So um, as always, send your submissions either to me on um, Inside Carolina's message board by, via PM, and my name is Don Callahan on there, or you could tweet at me at Don Callahan IC, all
1: one word. Yeah, and we'll share these in the next episode. Uh, I mean, this is a community. The, the Don and Ross Show is a podcast and message board community. We share our top TV shows. We've we've just talked about um, summer activities. It's not all UNC stuff. So, I, I, yeah, I would love to get some new podcasts cooking. I listen to a lot of sports podcasts, and sometimes you know during the off season, it's um, it's good to branch out. So, sports, non sports. Your your top five go to podcast pull up your your app and look through it and, and pick your best and tell us why or why we should listen yeah all right and, in-
0: yeah and it doesn't yes i want to emphasize it does not <laughs> have to be just football or just sports whatever you listen to
1: yeah whether well, that's um politics or otherwise all right um we're gonna get right into it Keedrick Bing- like he right. keedrick bingley jones committed to unc on saturday uh he is a six foot four five um, 266 pound strong side defensive end. He's ranked as the number 160 player in the nation, uh, the number 16 defensive tackle, number eight player in UNC, the Tar Heels land, another top 10 player from the state of North Carolina. Um, yeah. So what it, you were there, Don, you know, what was it like Lay out what it kind of the atmosphere there and, and what this kind of means for UNC dive in.
0: Well, Basically just to kind of lay out the schedule. Cause I think that kind of ex- explains everything really well is they had a practice that morning and then they had like a, um, immediately afterwards they had like, uh, I guess you can call it a barbecue cookout sort of thing. It was indoors. I feel like anything indoors can't be labeled a barbecue or cookout, but, um, you know, the, so the, the entire team was there and immediately after everybody got done eating, uh, big Jones went up to a table that was set up and I mean, he didn't have hats on the table. He was just true to who he is. He just simply uh, took off his jacket and revealed a UNC shirt. Also put on a UNC hat. Um, I think his dad also um, put on a UNC hat also. So very simple, straight to the point, no playing games with, with hats or anything like that. Commit to North Carolina, um, and, uh, I mean, a huge gift for North Carolina. As you mentioned, one of the top commits for, um, for this class right now.
1: Now, this is another defensive tackle that UNC has added. Um, where do you see him kind of fitting in, and what does he bring from a, a player standpoint? And maybe how it contrasts to UNC's other defensive line commitments in this class, because we're getting so many, and we've talked about it. It's kind of been the theme for our podcast, the defensive line commitments
0: yeah I mean I think within and we've talked about this a little bit during i think it might have been our our most recent podcast, which was a couple of weeks ago was or maybe it was the one before that where we talked about jay bateman's defense and uh Bingley Jones fits in that four i technique so that um you know if you're looking at the three the three four scheme you have the three down lineman. He'd be one of the two that are towards the end of the, uh, the line. And he fits that position perfectly because of the fact that he does have some pass rush ability. But his true strength is his ability to, to create havoc against a run and hold up strong at the point of attack. Um, you know he's a kid that um, he's excelled wherever he's been. He actually started his his high school career at Canapolis uh, Brown High School, where he was a standout. There, he went to Providence Day School before last season. Ended up being an all-state selection. That's were unbelievable. Um, I mean, he's he's a guy who is highly conveyed and for good reason.
1: Yeah, he's two sixty six right now in terms of weight. I guess that position, as I am kind of learning this, is it's a little confusing, especially because I think this year UNC lacks a second four eye that that kind of second player alongside aaron crawford and jason strobridge they don't have a standout number two right there um so i think we'll see tamon fox play that a lot more than and he's probably more of a linebacker but um bingley uh, jones will have to put on some more weight and but at 266 he probably needs to be about 280 if not a little bit more to play that position but putting on 20 pounds between now and college and in college is, is definitely doable. Yeah. So a huge commitment for UNC. He's a second ranked player in UNC's class right behind another recent commitment, Miles Murphy out of Greensboro Dudley, um, who might be more of that. It's kind of a similar position. Would you say they're, they're similar in terms of their role? Yeah. College? And
0: I, I think when you, when UNC landed commitments from those two guys, they kind of figured, okay, we have our two, four eyes from this class. And that, that was our mentality. Yeah. And so, yeah, so these guys play the, sim- the same position, um, basically. And as we talked about in that that uh, Jay Bateman podcast, those two, um, regardless of what side, they're interchangeable. But, yeah, I mean, to have these two guys, um, your top two uh, commits to have this position, I mean, it, it just kind of tells you just what the defensive line is going to look like in a couple of
1: years. Yeah, and A.J. Beatty kind of fits that as well. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, yeah. So he's he'd be in the mix also for the 4-I for the as well.
1: Um, yeah, and I'll say it once. I'll say it again. You can't have you can't have enough big, you know, six foot four plus defensive tackles, guys who can carry, you know, two sixty to, to three hundred pounds of weight. UNC lost a lot uh, that graduated after two thousand eighteen. You really see kind of a, some misses in recruiting um, in the last couple of classes because there's a lack of depth there. They're trying to develop guys like Zach Gill. Uh Taylor Taylor's kind of the, the backup nose tackle, it seems. So, yeah, that's a position they need, and they're going to need it quickly. You may see a couple of these guys play next year uh, if they can develop quickly enough. Anything left on Bingley Jones?
0: No, I'm ready to get on to uh, the next topic because we have a lot to talk about.
1: Yeah, but first we're going to talk about Johnny T-Shirt and T shirtcom your stop for all your UNC apparel. It's on Franklin Street. It's Chapel Hill-owned, locally owned. A tradition for over 35 years. Focus all on UNC. Get your gear, get your hat, get your shirt, sweatshirts, anything you need. Like a good pair of, uh, you know, mesh casual basketball shorts. I'm sure they have tons at Giant T-Shirt and online at gianttshirt.com. The best customer service is right there on Franklin Street. You can make it a stop as you walk from He's Not to Top of the Hill to, uh, to Keenan Stadium or to the Dean Dome. Stop at giantteacher.com during the day. And remember that I see subscribers get 10% off uh, online with a store you can find on the premium message boards. Uh, great for gifts. I know um, you got birthdays coming up. Father's Day has passed, but it's not too early to start your Christmas shopping. Uh, so check out giantteacher.com. All right. Moving on, Donald. Let's dive into the barbecue. Um, I was out of town. I didn't really follow the coverage of that. I'm sure it was awesome. You obviously was a big part of your coverage the uh, last couple of weeks. Tell us briefly what it was what it was like from what you've uh, tapped on from sources and the format of it and obviously the purpose of it and kind of how it went down for the Tar Heels.
0: Well, this one was is going to be different from any future ones that they intend on and on holding any future ones um because not only because it was Mac Brown's the first opportunity for um, UNC to unveil the the, the upgraded uh, locker room and, um, and weight room and also the, the the field surf to the recruits, so that kind of started off the event. Then the event went to a I guess a more traditional sort of uh, cookout that was held in the indoor practice facility and then afterwards it was kind of like a, a usual visit where you know you had meetings with mac brown you had the photo um photo shoots with the jerseys and all that sort of stuff and it's actually only a few hours but definitely an, an impactful weekend for north carolina with uh, the recruits that were
1: there How was it different from um other you know big recruiting days like a junior day or like a uh you know basketball visit day
0: I think the main difference, you know, a junior day, the the focus is touring the facilities, going through a lot of presentations with um, the strength and conditioning coach and the nutritionist and academic advisors and so on and so forth. Whereas this was more of let's show you the facilities just because they're new, and then let's just hang out, eat barbecue as long as you want, and just kind of talk, and let's uh, you know bring your family. and And the the UNC coaches had their families there, so it was more of a kind of let's just kind of relax and have a barbecue like you would um, with uh, your friends and family back
1: at home. And uh, select recruits, you know, invite only type deal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For the most part. Yes. I mean, it was, um, yeah, it it was, the guys that they invited were either commits or guys who were highly targeted by North
1: Carolina. Gotcha. So what did UNC achieve? What do you think was the major takeaways and obviously commitments, you know, Bingley Jones came off of that but he wasn't there was he
0: he was there he
1: was there okay. and that was gotcha.
0: well now for Bigley Jones I don't think it affected things I think actually I know Bigley Jones had his decision made prior to um that cookout and really the cookout was probably the the last sign that okay he's definitely coming to North Carolina but um there was no actual verbal commitments there but uh UNC finally got Jaquarius Conley, a four-star safety you mentioned earlier in the podcast, um, finally made it to campus. And there was, uh, from my understanding, some um, nervousness because he he got there not late, but he got there towards the tail end of registration, which got people thinking, oh, my God, is he not going to come again, especially since there was rumors that he might end up at Virginia Tech instead. But um, fortunately for UNC, he ended up at North Carolina. and we spoke to him immediately following that visit and he came out and just said, North Carolina is my leader. And I'm going to begin the process of trying to s- a schedule a, um, an announcement, which uh, the other day he actually set for August 23rd for his home opener, or I'm sorry, his senior season opener, he's going to make a, uh, his verbal commitment. So that was huge because uh, for those who have been kind of following my coverage of him, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Bigley Jones on the football field. Um, I mean, he's, it, I, like I mentioned earlier, I, I go to practice as a ton and my top three practice guys, he would definitely be, be one of them.
1: Yeah. So it seems, I mean, the Ryan's on the wall there. He, he visits UNC finally uh, names UNC as leader and then sets a commitment date. That's kind of the kind of as a former recruiting writer, that's the, the big three you kind of look for there, correct?
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's huge. So, I mean, right now, the, the battle that UNC is waging is that South Carolina has or had an official visit scheduled with with uh, Conley for um, a, a game in September. Um, and and they're spending the debt period trying to get him to stick to that official visit and take that official visit, uh, which obviously would require him pushing back his decision or officially visiting with, you know, with still making that decision. But anyway, so UNC's focus is to try to get him to not take that visit. The good thing is is this is where Conley's personality kind of works in UNC's favor. As UNC has battled for the last several months with, he's not the easiest to get a hold of, you know, his, his family doesn't seem to completely understand the recruiting process. They don't seem to um, put a lot of focus on it. They're more focused on, you know, uh, or or Conley's more focused on getting better on the football field and and, and doing his own thing.
1: Yeah, what, what a what world we live in where, you know, you get him on campus and that's it's so hard to get him there, and then you're you're thankful that he doesn't visit anywhere else if if that does come true. Uh Jaquarius Conley, uh four star guy, number twenty five safety in the country, number twelve player in the state of North Carolina, would be another kind of top twenty in state guy. Uh currently UNC has commitments from um i think let me count real quick they have one two three three players in the top 10 with des evans still undecided um but then you look outside the top 10 ray greer from in-state kendall carr number 16 um and a number of other players dj jones uh jeffrey jefferson boaz so cedric gray so they're definitely getting more in-state guys, but you would expect that to increase in the next couple classes because you know, Auburn, Texas A&M, NC State, Clemson all have players. South Carolina all have players in the top ten. All right, so that's a good update there on, obviously, a player that will kind of round out this recruiting class. Uh, you know, with – let's see, put you on the spot here. With Bingley Jones in and potentially a commitment from Connolly. how many spaces are left for UNC in this class?
0: Really – I think you're looking at a class in the, the 25 range, give or take a spot or two. Um, and so I think we're only looking at like maybe maybe three more spots, four more spots.
1: Yes, yeah, so if 22 right now, if they do add Conley, they put it at 23. They did lose Sean Martin. Um, so you say, say they're 22, 23, and you say they're going to add maybe three or four people. What positions are you looking at? I think, well,
0: at this stage, I think – Offensive line is probably, if you're just looking at, at at just purely position, offensive line is probably the focus, but all the other positions, UNC has really kind of met their quota and really is just trying to, um, uh, you know, get the best guys available regardless of what position they are, which is why, you know, they're pursuing guys like Conley and, and Des Evans and, um, you know, uh, Keandre Lambert.
1: Yeah, so to definitely you know include Evans in that count as well? So as another defensive lineman, so maybe another offensive lineman, and then kind of best available type deal. Um, interesting. Now, how many wide receivers they have? What three wide receivers committed? And that's all. Three quick. Taking?
0: Uh Yes, but I mean they would a guy like Lambert, they would they would make room for,
1: and Musa Muhammad or something like that if, if things were to change there. Yeah, um, not to say that they are. All right, great. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back to talk about Sean Martin, Elijah Green, and Des Evans. All right, we're back. Don, another some other news that broke um, this weekend, I believe, um, shortly after the, the barbecue was the decommitment of defensive end Sean Martin, a West Virginia guy, committed uh, early in the summer after a visit to UNC, and he is decommitted. What can you tell us about that?
0: Yeah, I mean, um, for me, the timing was kind of uh, curious because he attended the barbecue with both of his parents. His parents are, are – are divorced, which kind of has played in there. I don't want to get too much in the, into the personal stuff because one, I don't know. And two, it's personal. Um, but, uh, so it was good to see both of them together for this visit. And I thought that was a good sign for North Carolina. And then I guess a day later, um, rumbling started coming out that he was, um, you know, wanted to take visits to other places and, um, you know, I I spoke to his mom. I spoke to some sources, and it turns out that uh, basically UNC North Carolina said, "Okay, you know, you you do your thing. We're gonna do our thing." Um, and then um, w- within that, Martin just decided, "Let me just let me just go back on the market market completely." Um, and, uh, and that's what he did through a verbal for, through a a text mess. I'm sorry, through a Twitter tweet uh, late one night. I think it was like Monday or tuesday i can't remember which night it was but um so so yeah so obviously um yeah he's he's no longer a part of this class uh i think some of it had to do with the fact that uh yeah there's a lot of pull um from from people within west virginia to to stay in state especially for for their top targets because west virginia doesn't have a whole lot of top targets um i know uh Ryan Switzer dealt with a lot of that when he was being recruited and, and had to kind of fend that off. And he actually – there were a lot of uh, awards and stuff like that that he didn't get because he felt like uh, some of the local people um, weren't happy that he wasn't staying in state. And I'm sure some of that for Sean was playing in there. I think the family dynamics is kind of a factor in here um, in, in this whole situation. Um, so, so yeah, so so uh, North Carolina obviously hasn't opened – scholarship or had had an open scholarship until uh you know they got those two commitments recently
1: yeah i really loved his his game um is long six six type guy could play on the edge kind of in that outside linebacker defensive end flex role as a pass rusher um i kind of thought he fit that role perfectly for what unc needed in terms of or what unc wants and, and jay bateman wants as a uh as a edge pass rusher and somebody who can play in space a little bit athletic but um, leaves options for other people to to, to grab on, um, and they still have some commitments at that position as well. So they will move forward. All right, Elijah Green, he committed uh, a week or so ago. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, yeah. His commitment um, and Sean Martin's decommitment kind of were happened around the same time.
1: And that's the third running back commit for UNC in the class. He's joining DJ Jones, who's an in-state guy from Fayetteville. And um, the second running back or is uh,
0: Elijah, Elijah Burris.
1: Elijah Burris. Oh, yeah. Very bottom here. Okay. Gotcha. So, what, is, uh, what was going on there, Elijah Green? I feel like a, a little bit of a new name for maybe the outside guys who aren't, aren't too deep into recruiting. We can tell us about that recruitment and, uh, and why UNC uh, wanted to take his commitment.
0: Well, he was a guy that North Carolina was on heavily early on, and he actually made a visit during the, the, the spring. Um, and then he just kind of. Um, took, took his visits very quietly. Uh, you know, he, they were power five schools, but they were power five schools that don't get a lot of recruiting media attention like uh, Michigan state. Um, uh, I can't think of any other ones off the top of my head, but, but so he, he made his visits and always held North Carolina very highly. But then UNC met their quota at running back, which is the two running backs, Elijah Burris and um, DJ Jones. Jones actually, be in the final of those, those two towards the end of, uh, of June. So, um, uh, UNC was just in a position where they're like, you know, um, they really liked him. Um, and they kind of thought, well, maybe we could need, maybe we will need a third running back after kind of reevaluating what, uh, you know, the current running backs on roster look like in the spring, particularly Michael Carter and how, he has the potential to have a breakout year, which would give him some options to potentially leave early. So out um, of the fact that Elijah Green continued to show interest, the fact that they liked him on the field and off the field, um, it was just, they just said, hey, let's let's just do this. Let's take this commitment. And uh, Green returned to campus just before the the um, the this, this summer debt period resumed and uh, made a verbal commitment um, shortly after, or publicly made a ver- verbal commitment the next day.
1: And what is you into getting in him and, and kind of how does he different from DJ Jones and Elijah Burris? I think these are players that maybe are a little um, under underknown in this class. I think a lot of the attention has been on quarterbacks and, and defensive linemen, but they have three running backs now.
0: Yeah, I think he actually is very similar to Elijah Burris. You know, they're they're both are guys who um, rely more on their vision and their um, ability to to cut, to hit holes that they see, um, to gain yardage. They aren't guys who are going to blow past you with their speed, or just are crazy elusive, or are just power backs. And they have a little bit of those aspects, but they rely mostly on their vision, seeing lanes open up, and hitting them at the, at the, the proper moments. I think uh, Elijah Green is a little bit more quick, Quick twitch than Burris, but he's also not as as big of a back as Burris is. I think Burris is about 10 or 15 pounds heavier. Uh, but very similar style running backs.
1: Good stuff. It I, just a personal thing here, man. You got there's only one ball, and you got three running backs in this class. Um, it's a crowded room. You had a Jordan Brown transfer. Uh, and then you also you look at this class, and there's three tight ends. You have Kendall Carr, um, John Cooper Haven and probably Jefferson, Jefferson Boaz. I mean, what do you think about them taking three tight ends and three running backs? Um, is that because they need the players because of some recruiting misses or what's going on there?
0: Well, if you look at it, North Carolina wants to have five running backs on roster scholarship running backs on roster at, uh, at all times. You know, And actually, they're going to head into this season, which is four. So you think, okay, we're going to lose one with uh, the graduation of Antonio Williams. You bring in two, that gives you to five. But then you're looking at it and you're like, all right, what happens if Michael Carter does leave for the NFL? Then you're back down to four again. So this is more of a um, preventative measure to make sure UNC has the proper depth at running back. And I think the one thing that allows us to to be possible is the fact that running backs are a lot smarter now and realizing that it is so much better for me to uh, be in a running back by rotation so that my, you know, the tread on my tires aren't so bad that when I, that I have an opportunity to play in the NFL and have, you know, running backs in general don't have very long careers in the NFL, but to have a, I guess, a relatively long career in the NFL, um, you know, because I, I didn't carry the ball so much, um back in, in college. So and, and that was the question I had for for um Elijah Green when I when I was speaking to him about that. And, and the thing with it too is that um you know he he actually looked at it as as a positive and not as a negative for um playing in a um a running back by committee sort of situation.
1: And finally we're gonna close with some Dez Evans talk. I feel like he's the, the favorite guy of this podcast. Right down the road from Chapel Hill, Desmond Evans, a 24-7 sports composite five-star player, number 18 player in the 2020 class, number two weak side defensive end, and number one player in the state of North Carolina. Don, you posted a premium update on uh, on Inside Carolina. Without giving away too much, what's kind of going on right now with Desmond Evans' recruitment as the football season begins and, and obviously more visits might happen?
0: Well, the main thing is, is that for those who've been following they know back in May, he, he released his, his top 10 schools list. And uh, so now he has been, well, he, for the past couple of months, he's been working on cutting that list in half to five. He says he has his five and he will be releasing his five in the very near future. It all depends on when he gets his edit for, for, the, uh, for the tweet for those five, um, which is significant. Uh, in the actual story, he does give us a little bit of a glimpse into that five by, by um, telling us one of the schools that have made the cut. I'm not going to say which one. You have to read the story for that. He also mentions that he has a leader, which is, um, I think, pretty telling. Uh, he has some comments about uh, his thoughts on North Carolina and also why he chose to go to Virginia Tech's Hokey Bash, the uh, that weekend in July where North Carolina held its uh, barbecue. Um, so. Um, a lot of interesting stuff. And I think things, uh, progressing in the right direction for UNC in the recruitment for sure.
1: Good stuff. We'll have obviously updates, uh, weekly, monthly on Des Evans until he commits. Uh, he's been a a big target for UNC for the entire period. And it's really ramped up with the new staff on board in Chapel Hill. All right. That's about it, Don. Uh, A pretty information packed podcast. I thought a lot of different players. Two commitments, a decommit, a big barbecue, a little Euro trip update, and a lot of good stuff in there. Anything you want to add?
0: No, I think we're just we're going to have tons of content from Ross and Greg on the the football side of things, the actual team stuff, Um, and you know I'm going to continue to uh, be updating everyone on the the 2020 class and 2021 class as I'm going to you know at least a practice a day. Most days I'm going to two or three practices um, of UNC targets. So we'll have tons of information and all of the main guys from North Carolina.
1: Good stuff. Yeah, a lot of good team scoop coming out uh, when we can get it out to you. And obviously good interviews with players and updates on positions and developments. It's an exciting time to be on Inside Carolina and be on podcasts. There's going to be some some more team UNC training podcasts dropping as well with Buck and Greg and Tommy. So be sure to listen to those. Um, But finally, there's some actual football to kind of write about and and watch, which is is exciting. And with that comes visits and recruitment and and changes with UNC's class. So it's an exciting time to be following UNC football recruiting. Uh, Remember, our top five for next week, the next podcast, is your top five, top five podcasts outside of Inside Carolina that you listen to. Um, Inform us, inform the other listeners the stuff you listen to. And we'll be back next time on the Inside Carolina podcast. Presented to you by Johnny T-shirt.